Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marnie Swedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie and Friends, a place where leaders share practical, helpful, and encouraging ways to get anything important done faster, better, and smarter. Right now, I encourage you to sit back, buckle up, and join us for fun, laughter, practical help, and clear thinking, the kind of discussion that focuses our attention off of the fluff and onto the most important stuff in life. Again, welcome to Marnie's Friends. Let's get going. Hi, everybody. This is Marnie Swedberg, and I welcome you to Marnie's Friends, an online training program that we do every week, and we are excited this week to be talking about time management with our special guest, Katherine McKinnon. The title of today's show is Triple Your Time, and Katherine McKinnon is a perfect person to train us on that because she holds a Harvard MBA and 32 years of corporate and entrepreneurial business experience, helping hundreds of executives and entrepreneurs create order out of chaos to change the way they spend their time, and to change their lives. She's here to share with us today how to fit everything into your busy schedule, steps that you can use to organize your work every day, simple ways to prioritize all those activities coming at you so you can accomplish the most important work first, and a quick and effective time management exercise to save you time so you can be more productive. Welcome to you, Catherine. Oh, thank you, Marnie. <laughs> Thanks. Just uh, let me start out by saying how grateful I am to be on this call with you. I really appreciate it. Well, and I'm excited to have you here. Um, we've known each other for a little while now, and I love what you do over her. Um, you guys, her website is katherinemckinnon.com, but then it, there's a little dash between Catherine and McKinnon, and we'll spell that out for you as we go through the hour a couple times, too, so you can go visit her over there. Catherine, why don't we start with them? First of all, you have a book by the same title as our show today, Triple Your Time Today. And when was it that you first realized that maybe you had a gift at this or maybe you needed this and so you better discover it? How did you come about uh, creating this program? Uh, actually, it started probably 20 years ago, <laughs> maybe longer than that. Um, long, actually, longer than that, 30 years ago, when I, when I was overwhelmed and totally stressed out in the job, and um, I got into a car accident, and it put my life in perspective, and realized that uh, I needed to do something with my time that was purposeful, uh, that was also enjoyable, and so mm-hmm. it set me out on a journey, and. I guess I would say since that time, I've been developing these strategies and techniques and tactics to manage my own time and then realized that as I was coaching people, I started coaching about 20 years ago, um, I was teaching people some similar tactics and techniques and tools and they all kind of evolved around time management. And I think that I took it for granted, Marnie, that I was good at this so that I had developed a process to help me get good at it. Um, you know, nobody's born knowing how to manage their time, and I, I had to struggle through it too, but I figured it out. And so I guess it's it's been a process of evolution. You know, it's not something that just kind of happens overnight. It, it evolves. And um, so I'm now dedicating my time to helping others manage theirs. Yeah, that's great. And I know for those of you who listen all the time, I'm always going on and on about how I love authors and that they take time to write down what's in their head so that we can all benefit. 
And I know like Catherine, you work individually with people too or in groups um, with coaching. We're going to mention that a little bit later too. But one of the things that I love about a book, like your book, Triple Your Time Today, or even your presence here on this program, is that it gives us the opportunity to tap into your years of expertise in this one area and to really capture some of the high points right here, right now in this hour. Or if you go on and read the book, you'll get more. If you go on with Catherine, you'll get more. And that's just how it is when you get with someone who's really good at a particular thing. So I'm excited to just dive in here and to learn how to triple your time today. I love that title, by the way. That's a great title. And <laughs> Thank we're you. Gonna start, yeah, we're going to start first by talking about how to fit everything into your busy schedule. And we're going to spend a little bit of time here. So you guys want to grab, if you haven't already downloaded the notes, you can do that at uh, marty.com or else you can um, just grab a notepad or open a notepad on your computer and you're going to want to take some notes here. So Catherine, how can we fit everything into our busy schedules? Well, it's almost impossible for most people, isn't it? Um, but you know, like you, I'm a business owner and, and I deal with the same struggles as everybody else, including time management struggles. But I use a set of strategies and tools to focus on my goals um, to help me get the important work done and to save time so that I have a life that's well-balanced and rewarding. And, you know, time management, Marnie, is a learned skill that anybody, anybody can be good at. So if you're somebody who says, well, I'm just not good at managing my time, well, that's because you choose not to. You can learn how to do it. I fit everything into my busy schedule because I put things in perspective. And I put first things first. I focus on what's really important. So the first thing I recommend you do or anyone else do is to know what you want to accomplish and focus on that. And that means that you have to let go of worry and stress and all the things outside of your control. You know, So focus on the things within your control. Focus on what you think about, focus on what you say, focus on what you feel, and focus on what you do. And I know that might sound a little simplistic, um, but if you don't know your goals and what you can have a direct impact on, you won't get where you want to go. And you might end up spinning your wheels and feeling stuck and overwhelmed like a lot of people. So you have to figure out what are your primary and your secondary goals and what's your timetable? When do you want to accomplish them? It's something as simple as that. So what I do to fit everything in is I set goals every day, but I also set intentions for reaching those goals. And Marty, it's kind of like a promise or a commitment that I make to myself that's stronger than just having a goal. And then I keep that promise. And I always keep my daily goals on my mind as I work through them every day. So I don't allow myself to get distracted by a lot of stuff that comes at me. So you create a simple plan. You set some short-term and some long-term goals for yourself. And it's kind of like a personal business plan. And then you rank them in order of importance to you. And that's kind of like prioritizing them. And, and then you keep track of your accomplishments as you achieve the results you want. And this is also important because it helps you see the progress you're making. And it helps you build a greater sense of accomplishment with your time. You know, a lot of people forget to celebrate their successes or they take their milestones for granted. So because they do this, they can't see the bigger picture, and they feel like they never get anything done. But when I point that out to people and I say, well, 
you just told me that you're not getting anything done. But then I asked you what you had accomplished today, and you rattled off three or four different things. Well, celebrate that success. Celebrate the things that you do accomplish because that will make you feel better, and then you'll realize you do get some things done. So this is a simple process, but it helps get things off your mind into a kind of a simple system, and it makes sure that you're laying the groundwork to succeed because without this kind of a plan, uh, you won't be as successful at being able to manage your time. Right. I like in uh, I like in the Bible in the first chapter of Genesis it says that God uh, created a bunch of stuff every day, and at the end of the day, He stood back and He said, "Now that's good." <laughs> so I figure <laughs> if God needs to stand back and take a little encouragement after a good day's work, so do we. <laughs> I yeah. so agree. It's, yeah. it's really important, and, and you're right, we do. Uh, in fact, a lot of listies, uh, people who love lists naturally are list makers or have learned to be a list maker. A lot of listies really find a lot of joy in checking something off. Just that little mm-hmm. action can actually be very affirming to the point where a lot of us, if we if we finish something that took a little bit of time or effort, watch you, and it wasn't on our list, watch you write it on the list just so that we can see that this was among the many things that I did get accomplished today. I feel like those lists can get pretty long and daunting sometimes. And I think in the next segment here, we're going to talk about how to organize the work each day, so I don't want to jump ahead. But when you're thinking about fitting everything into your busy schedule, what is, what is one of the thought processes that you use, Catherine, to, to help you figure out what maybe shouldn't go in there? Well, one of the things I do, especially if I'm pressed for time, is I ask myself, what do I really need to accomplish today? What's the, if mm-hmm. I only have a little bit of time to get something done, what is it? Is it one thing? Is it two things? Is it three things? And so I don't have a huge list of things that I, that I um, keep track of because that just makes me feel bad. <laughs> I mean, it makes me feel overwhelmed. So I try to minimize the number of items that go onto my list for one thing. Um, now, you're going to have items, you're going to have sub-items, and you're going to have lots of little pieces that go with projects, but um, I think making things as simple as possible for yourself is one of the best things you can do. So not taking on too much is an important thing, and, and I learned very quickly how to say no. And so, um, you know, if you're a people pleaser and you're somebody who likes to do things for other people and you're always taking on more work than you can handle, you've got to ask yourself, is this really for me? Is this for somebody else? And why am I? Why do I feel like I need to be so busy all the time? Am I really accomplishing something with this goal that I set for myself? So some of it's psychological. Uh, some of it, unfortunately, is uh, you know it's it's based on the way we were taught. Uh, we developed bad habits to take on too much or just the sheer amount of overcommitment that that we involve ourselves in is more than most any human being is is <laughs> is capable of, of of taking on. So a lot of what I do is I give myself space to breathe and I give myself space to just think every day and just ask the question, what do I want to experience today and what do I really want to get done today? And is it really so important for me to do those other four things on my list or is it more important for me to take some time off and bake cookies with my kids? You know, so it's those kinds of things. You're constantly balancing the real important work with things that are just keeping you busy and things that might make you feel like you're accomplishing something. But at the end of the day, 
you know, you're going to have that list again tomorrow, and if you die tonight, it's still going to be there. So figure out what is really a priority for you, and uh, and then tackle it, tackle it from there, from that perspective. Always say you're always saying yes to something, and you're always saying no to something. So you, when you say no to somebody who's right in your face, and we all hate that feeling <laughs> because mm, first of all, yeah, we, we like to help. We yeah. like to help. We like to participate. We like to be part of things. And uh, most importantly, we like to help. And so when we have to say no to somebody who's asking us to do something, even a good thing, it's painful for us. But we have to remember that every time we say yes to someone, we have in effect said no to someone or something else. Whatever you would have used that time or that money or that, those resources for, that energy for even, now you've used it up that person and you can't use it on what you would have done with it otherwise. So always remember saying yes is saying no to something else. Saying no is saying yes to something else. It's harder when you can't see that other thing right there in front of your face, but it does Mm -hmm. work that way. That's a great perspective. We're going to take a short break and come right back. Our guest today is Catherine McKinnon. Her website is catherinemckinnon.com. It's K-A-T-H-R-Y-N dash M-C. K-I-N-N-O-N dot com. This is Marnie Swedberg, and we're going to come right back and talk about steps you can take to organize your work every day, simple ways to prioritize all those activities coming at you so you can accomplish the most important work first, and also a quick and effective time management exercise to save time so you can be more productive. We will be right back. Do you ever need speakers for dinners, retreats, conferences, or other women's events? Check out www.womenspeakers.com. It's the largest online directory of Christian women speakers in the world, featuring over 1,500 Christian women speakers, some near you, and some from every level of experience and fee range you can imagine. So you're sure to find lots of great speaker options for you and your next event over at www.womenspeakers.com. That's womenspeakers.com. Well, you guys, Women Speakers just keeps on growing and growing, and we love that site, womenspeakers.com, and if you haven't checked that out recently, I hope you do that. Our guest today is Catherine McKinnon. We're talking about tripling your time, how to do time management better. Catherine's the author of a book by that title, Triple Your Time Today, and she's here sharing her strategies with us. Catherine, thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Marnie. It's great to be here. Great. Okay, we're going to dive right into steps we can use to organize our work each day. And, you know, we were talking about uh, ways to strategize how to fit stuff in, but now once you know what you're going to do, what do you do next? Well, what I do every day and what I recommend you do is find one place or set up a system where you can capture all the activities that you need to accomplish for the day. So (laughs) I used to have four calendars. There was one for my business and one for my personal life and one for my kids and one for my husband. And, and because he, he worked offshore, uh, he traveled extensively. So I had to keep track of all that stuff. So I was keeping these four calendars, and I was doing a pretty good job till I started forgetting to add things to the calendar or to the schedule. And it would change, you know, my schedule would change while I was driving my kids home from school or I had no way of making an adjustment to the calendar and it was a disaster. So, and that was embarrassing besides. So what I finally did was I received a smartphone for Christmas one year and it changed my life. I put all the information, all of our schedules, all the calendars, all the appointments, everything into that one device. 
And it was like an epiphany. (laughs) All of a sudden, I knew all the things I was putting into my life, into my schedule. I knew at a moment's glance if I was overbooking myself. I knew that I had two appointments at the same time. I knew that I had an appointment and my children had an appointment and I had to be in two places at the same time. So what it did was it really helped me capture information so that I could make decisions about which priorities were really important and that I could make choices or I could reschedule or I could switch things around. So I started um, building out my schedule for every day and I started blocking out time for all the activities and the tasks and the appointments and the meetings and the calls and everything I needed to accomplish. And I found that as I did that, it helped me plan out my weeks in the same way. And eventually, I took control over my day because I had listed everything that I needed to do. And I had blocked out time for every activity. And I knew ahead of time what my day was going to look like. And so... It it was a system that really started to work for me, so I became kind of vigilant about it. So you're probably thinking, well, what if you have more activities than you have time for? And um, I'm going to actually share a little process with you that's going to help you with that because um, I think the fact that if you have one capture device and you put all your information into it and you stop trying to keep all the things you have to do in your head, you're going to keep your mind clear to focus on your goals. You're not going to be worrying, did I forget this? Did I forget that? You're not going to be embarrassed because you left your kids at school when you were supposed to pick them up. Yeah. So this this capture device could be like an old-fashioned binder or it could be a day planner that you carry with you. I mean, and there are some executives I know who use that. It could be a smartphone like what I use. It could be your iPad with a uh, Evernote, which is a really cool app um, that helps organize information and files. But whatever it is, have a system for capturing all that important information and then stick to it and make it a habit. And when new activities come up, add them in there because you need to have this device with you at all times so that you can make adjustments and you can add new activities as to me. I had another schedule called for later and it got it got canceled. So, you know, it'll help you eliminate the sticky notes and all those little pieces of paper and the reminders and you'll know what you need to do next because it's all in one place. And this one strategy, Marnie, will help change your life. It's just amazing. Yeah, I love it. I was um, doing the holiday shortcut trainings over the weekend out and about, and and, uh, one of the gals that was at one of the trainings is blind, and she was talking about how she uses her smartphone. And you guys, it it revolutionized her life because Mm -hmm. she was able to get, guess what, all of her stuff into one place so Mm -hmm. she could get reminders. And, you know, her smartphone tells her 20 minutes ahead, time to go here, time to go there. Absolutely. she took it further. Her navigator tells her how to walk uh, mm-hmm. 500 feet until you're going to turn left. You know, I mean, it's amazing what these smartphones can do for us. And the strategy of having everything in one place is the same strategy that you've probably been hearing about for a long time. But now if you have a smartphone, you can actually do this very, very effectively. 
and, and even connect everything together, your calendar, your contact list, so the phone numbers are right there. Everything can be right at your really fingertips or your voice instructions. So cool. I know when I teach this too, I always say be sure to build into your schedule the time you need to prepare for the event. So for right. example, if you're going to go to, um, right now we're just in the holiday season, if you're going to go to a party and you're going to need to take with maybe a potluck or a, a shared covered dish or whatever to share there, plus you need maybe a gift to exchange, plus you need to get yourself ready and your, maybe your family fed before you go, you might want to add 90 minutes prior to that event for the ability to get that done and get there on time. So instead of saying the event is at 7, you would say from 5.30, <laughs> I'm going to be focusing on this event. What that's going to do too is it's going to free you up to really enjoy your evening <laughs> instead of feeling like you're behind the whole time, running like a crazy woman until you walk in the door right. of the event 10 minutes late or whatever. And then you can finally for the first time take a breath. You know, you yeah. just need to say, what do I have to do in order to make this work? So when you're, when you're thinking of your one unit, what all do you keep track of in that one place? Well, everything. My whole life is in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always say my brain. That's my brain. <laughs> and, you know, and I can't rely on my brain anymore. I think having children sort of, I don't know, it does something to your memory. Um <laughs> No better way to lose a brain, right? Okay. Oh, gosh, and have children, I know. Um, but it's everything. It's um, the calls I had today. It's my son's basketball practice. It's the interview with you. It's my other son's tutoring. It's my choir rehearsal tonight. It's my son's uh, his his work schedule. It's it's I I take projects and I put them into blocks of you know, chunks okay. of time on my calendar. So I'm going to spend an hour writing on, well, today I spent an hour preparing for a coaching um, meeting tomorrow. I'm going to spend another hour after our call uh, doing an assessment for a different client. You know, I put all those things in there and it's, it, it and, and I've got it on a calendar and a reminder system, like you said, so that when the hour is up, and I know I've got something else coming, it's reminding me that I, I've got to close up, I've got to finish up. So I keep everything in, in there, and I think that the more you keep in there, uh, the better off, the more organized you become because mm-hmm. you start to see that you've got all these things that you have to do, and they're going to take a certain amount of time. And granted, sometimes you have to estimate how much time it's going to take, but the fact that you do estimate it and that you put it in there, like I said, makes a commitment to get that project done. So it's it's everything. It's you know social activities, personal activities, business activities, professional activities, uh, webinars and seminars that I want to listen to. It's time for me. You know, I even put time in for for me to to go for a walk or play paddle tennis or sing because I love to do those things too. So. It's um, there's really no limit to what you can put in there. I mean, you don't have to put it all in there, but I do. I love how you brought out a couple things here that I just wanted to reinforce. First of all, is that you can you can schedule everything that you need to get done. So, for example, if you need to write a paper or if you need to um, write a chapter in your book or whatever it is, you actually block off time on your calendar as if someone else took that time. Exactly. Um, because we do that for other people, but it's very. Uh, a lot of people haven't really made the jump yet where you start doing it for yourself. 
for the things that you're held accountable for, for the things that you're responsible for, you say, okay, if I would honor a doctor and say I would block off that 45 minutes or that hour and a half for the doctor, I will honor myself and say I will block off that amount of time for me so I can be sure to get this project done. And it's amazing how that brings sanity to your life. And you mentioned um, that requires that you estimate how long things are going to take. That's a skill that you will get better at over time. It's kind of uh, like every other skill. When you first start to do it, you'll have poor estimates. And I want to tell a little story here because when we, Mm -hmm. by the time we bought our retail store, I had been estimating how long it took me to do things for years, and I was really good at it. I would be within minutes, um, just very close. I could estimate lots of different things. When we bought our retail store, I would estimate how long it would take me to, let's say, relay the flower department or, you know, do do a major project like that, and I would maybe guess, I think it's going to take me probably six whole hours to do that. Well, what I found was it took me three times as long as my estimations. Every time I would say it would take two hours, it would take six. Every time I'd say it would take five, it would take 15. Every time I'd say it would take 20, it would take 60. It's like, wow, how could I so misjudge it? But it was because it was something new that I'd never done before. So I just want to encourage you, as you start to learn how to estimate the times for things, don't give up right away just because you don't get it right. Sometimes you'll find yourself with extra time on your hands, and other times you'll find yourself short of time. So just stick with it until you learn how to estimate that particular project. But Catherine and you guys, I want you to know that estimating how long something is going to take. In fact, I put time estimates beside everything that I do on my to-do list, even the things that don't make it right onto the calendar, because then if I have, okay, look down, I've finished a project, I have 10 minutes before I have to either take a call or start on a new thing or leave the house or whatever. Uh, Those 10 minutes, now I just look down my list, and there I've got something for three minutes, something for eight minutes, something for mm-hmm. five minutes. I can just sit. Okay. And I can actually, instead of just frittering those few minutes away, I can actually get something else checked off my list. And that feels great. So Yeah, that's a I great idea. I love that. Yeah, really good. Okay, before we move on, do you have anything else here that you want to talk about in the steps to organize your work each day? Uh, no, I think that a little more will be revealed as we... Um, <laughs> I do want to, before we, before we go to this breakdown, I want us to spend a couple minutes on the fear um, that comes when we don't have the ability to manage our time really at a high level. Uh, talk, about, talk to us about what this kind of a system can do for your brain. Well, what it what it does is it, it creates a mindset, Marnie, um, a mindset of accomplishment, and that's really important to have a mindset for success with your time. Because when you have that mindset, then you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do that. Oh, this is this is not going to take me long," as opposed to a mindset that says, "I'll never get this done. I don't know how I'm going right. to fit this all into my day." I just don't have enough time. And and that's a very significant shift in in the way you think because if you're always thinking you'll never be good enough or you'll never get it done, um, then that's exactly what will happen. But if, on the other hand, you're always thinking, I know I can manage my time. I know I have time for this. I've estimated this. I might go over, but that's okay because I'm going to make it up someplace else or I will have time at the end of the day. 
because I've blocked everything off and I know I know how to fit things in, that it, it really creates, it opens up space for you to, oh, I guess to breathe, you know, to be able right. to say, I'm not overwhelmed, I'm in control, I'm managing this, and I'm doing as good a job as I possibly can. And, and you know, it means that it takes a little self-love and it takes a little self-care and it says uh, I'm being patient with myself today. <laughs> and instead of putting myself down and thinking negatively, I'm actually going to focus on the important things and what I can accomplish. So that is extremely important when you're prioritizing your day, when you're organizing your day, and when you're starting to take a look at what you are accomplishing you are starting to see that you're human and that, you know, in the big scheme of things, in the scheme of life, um, some things are just more important than others. And your life is not going to come to an end if you don't get that project done. You know, my husband says something interesting. Um, he's really great at this. He's, he says, you got to put crisis in perspective. A real crisis is when you're on a boat and it's sinking then you're you're going to die. Right. <laughs> um, he said, my life, and he's, he puts out fires all day long. He said, I'm not in crisis unless my life is threatened. So I just want to add that because it really does put your life in perspective when you think everything is a crisis, but the reality is it's really not. Love and it'll get that. done. <laughs> That's great advice. Awesome. Well, this is Marty Swedberg. We're visiting today with Katherine McKinnon of the same website, Katherine-McKinnon.com. We're going to come right back and talk about simple ways to prioritize all those activities coming at you so you can accomplish the most important work first. We'll be right back. Are you registered to receive the Marnie Minute? Have you sometimes missed out on training or connection opportunities because you didn't know about them in advance? Visit Marnie.com and select Free Updates to receive email notifications so you will never miss a beat. That's Free Updates over at Marnie.com. Well, this is Marnie Swedberg. Welcome back. And I'm so grateful that you are joining us today for this training. And whether you're listening live, welcome to you. Or whether you're listening in the archives, welcome to you. Got so much training available over at Marnie.com. And we always love to have you either which way, any way you can join us. We love it that you're here. So thank you for being here. Our guest today is Catherine McKinnon. And we're talking about how to triple your time, how to find time to really make the most of your life and really enjoy whatever it is that you are doing. And no two lives look alike. Every single person who's listening has a different set of responsibilities, a different set of priorities, and a different set of skill sets. But we all have the same 24 hours a day. So that's why time management is something that we can learn from other people because there is that limit and we can learn strategies that help us to be more effective. Catherine is the author of the book Triple Your Time today as well as the coaching program that she does by the same name. And right now, Catherine, let's talk about simple ways to prioritize. How, okay, so we've got this long list of things. We maybe have already identified maybe how long some of them are going to take. Maybe some of them we've built into our calendar already. But how do you actually prioritize? Well, for some people that is a real challenge, Marnie. It's uh, because many people are given tasks to do and they're not given a priority list. Uh, so they're told everything's equally important. 
On the other hand, many people don't know how to prioritize because everything seems important. Everything is coming at them at the same time. So whatever hits them first is what's important, and that's what they react to. So I want to introduce you to a like a brief time management exercise to help you kind of prioritize what's most important to you and help you gain some balance and some perspective and more free time. So what I recommend you do is grab a piece of paper and a pen or your laptop and remember that, you know, we all have the same 24 hours in a day, but some of us don't feel like we have enough time. Well, a lot of the, the reason for that is because many of us spend a lot of that time being busy, but not necessarily productive. So what are you doing that's keeping you from making the choices you need to make and from having the time you want? This Exercise will help you become more effective with your time to do more of what you want and feel more fulfilled. And it's about managing how you choose to spend your time because time management is a choice. So what if suddenly you only had 12 hours in a day, not 24, and you've got this whole long list of things that you have to do? What do you have to give up? You can't get them all done. So look at what matters to you the most versus everything on your list. And some examples might be, what could I take off my list? What could I let go of? What could I delegate? What could I change my expectations about? Um, how could I leverage my time by doing something else instead of what I, what's on my list? So, for example, when I started to really think about this exercise, I decided just an example for me, I could carpool with a friend to pick up the kids from school two or three times a week. Prior to that, I was driving uh, half an hour each way to pick up my kids. And that was taking an hour out of my day in the middle of the day, you know, two or three o'clock in the afternoon, which is significant. Um, I also decided that I could delegate the laundry and some household chores to my kids and that could free up some of my time. Now, that served two purposes. I might or might not pay them for it. For it. In most cases, uh, if it's like raking or some big project, yes, I do pay them. But it also helped build a sense of responsibility for them because eventually they're not going to live here anymore and they're going to need to take care of themselves and learn how to do things. So I might have them cook dinner once in a while. I'll have them do the laundry, have them clean up their rooms, have them. My son volunteered to paint the basement, create a little man cave for, for himself and his, you know, his brother. So those are the kinds of things that I, before I would have automatically said, oh, yeah, I'll do that, or I have to do that, or I've got, got to fit that in. But when I started to really think about what I could give up, what I could delegate, you know, it it opened up my schedule. So... And one of the other things I could do was um, I could group all my errands into like one or two days a week to save some time um, instead of uh, running around doing errands every single day at disparate times of the day. So I chose, uh, after dropping my kids off, I chose to do my errands then, right after. So it was, I was already out. I could do the grocery shopping. I could pick up the laundry or dry cleaning. I could... I could go to the cobbler or go to the hardware store, whatever it was I needed to do. I was, I, I found ways to be more efficient with, with my time. Um, and then I could take some tasks off my list, and I could delegate them to a virtual assistant. 
I could change my expectations about how long it was really going to take me to do some things and spread the project out over time into smaller chunks or tasks. That's something that a lot of us don't do. We we see this big looming project and we, we think we have to get it all done at once, and it's just not necessarily the case. I could stop doing social media during my most productive time of the day. I could wait till the end of the day to do that after I got my most important work done. And instead of living in my inbox, which I know a lot of people do, I could check my email only three times a day and because that was just a bad habit I had created by living in my inbox. So if you were to take three or four things, personal and professional activities, that you could eliminate from your list, um, and they couldn't include sleep <laughs> or eating or exercise, um, things that you eliminate are things you're doing that just keep you busy but they take up precious productive time that keep you from making real progress and meeting your goals. So I know that from my own experience and from working with people over the years that that there are some activities that that we do to keep busy and there are also some activities that are not real priorities in our lives and, and we can let go of those. So if you only have 12 hours to get those things done now, you have to choose what you're going to do, and you have to choose the most important things. So that's the first part of the exercise. You choose the most important things. Um, so some, so if I were doing this with a group of people, I would normally give you some time to a minute or two to list three or four things that, that you do that you could let go of. So you would do that as the first part of the exercise. And then as the second part of the exercise you switch it around. You suddenly have eight extra hours in a day. So now, instead of 24 hours, you've got 32 hours. So what are the things that you've been meaning to do that you really want to do uh, that you've been dreaming about but that you haven't done? And these could be important things, too, that, that are really urgent things that you have to get done. So I would then want you to list three or four activities that you would do if you suddenly have an extra eight hours in a day. And I would want you to take a couple of minutes uh, to list three or four activities that are important to you and that you would do if you had more time. Mm -hmm. And some people might say, you know, I would write a book or I would spend more time with my family or I would spend more time for me. Um, so then what you do is you take a look at your responses and you ask yourself, what did I just give up from exercise one and how would I really spend my time if I had more of it from exercise two? And it's really an eye-opener because, for example, I would spend more time on marketing activities and less time on household chores because I work from a home office. And it's, it's kind of easy to get distracted on doing the laundry and <laughs> you know, doing all those kinds of things when you work from a home office. Um, or I would take time to develop more products and programs for my business and, and build those out. Um, I would schedule weekly time off activities for more exercise or coffee with friends or, or fun. I do that, but, you know, I could always do more of that. So the point of the exercise is that it's an activity that will help you kind of sort out what your real priorities are in your life. Because now you start to notice what you're letting go and you start to notice what you haven't taken the time to do uh, versus those things that are on your to-do list. 
you know, your to-do list will never go away. It'll still be there tomorrow. Um, but I want to help you see that it's not as difficult to let go of some things that we choose to do that just keep us busy but not necessarily productive. And these might include some non-supportive habits or activities that you've developed over time that eat into your productivity. So it's an exercise to kind of help you notice what are the things you're doing that you could let go of. Um, And you want to identify those things and eliminate them to make room for more productive activities to help you reach your goals. So what this does is it, it kind of creates a roadmap or a plan for prioritizing what's really important to you. Yeah, that's great. I haven't actually ever heard that exercise before. I love it. Um, What are you going to do if you have eight hours less a day? What are you going to do if you have eight hours more a day? And that does help to crystallize maybe where you can let it go. One of the one of the um, exercises that I do with people is a little equation that on the left side you write down the value or the outcome, the value of the outcome. So let's say for your uh, your example that you use, you'd like to do more marketing. Okay, so let's say that the marketing could generate $1,000 extra income. And then you divide that by the investment. And maybe you'd say, well, I'd have to have 10 hours you know, of marketing to do that. And then that's going to equal a number. That number happens to be um, 100 there. Okay, so you have 100 is the priority level. Now if you said, okay, and I have 10 hours of housework to do. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. could hire that out. You know, maybe to my kids, I could hire it out at, you know, $10 an hour or something that's mm, going to sure. cost me $100. Well, that's a way lower priority. Uh, for the same 10 hours, you can spend $100 and earn $1,000. So it does help to just have a way to step back from your routine from what you're doing every day without thinking. You're just going through your days not thinking about what you're doing. You're just going to do the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And if you can step back and do um, one of these exercises or both of them, I mean, the, the eight hours less, eight hours more, that's a great way to identify what, where is the problem, and where is the true desire, where is the true passion that's going to help you to, to move forward on that. That's just great. Okay, we're going to come back for one last section on Triple Your Time Today with Katherine McKinnon. We will be right back. The fastest and easiest way to find out which major women's events are coming to your area is to visit www.womensevents.info. That's women's events. It's the only directory of its kind, and it features all of the major events like Women of Faith, Beth Moore, E-Conference Women, and so many others. It's free to search, and you can find it all at womensevents.info. Welcome back. This is Marnie Fudberg, and we're in the last segment of our Triple Your Time Today training with Catherine McKenna, the author of the same, a book by the same title, Triple Your Time Today. And also her website is katherine-mckinnon.com. You can find out more about her. If you can't understand that on the, on the call here, you can go to marnie.com and get her contact information there as well. Catherine, this hour is flying by, and we want to have some time here to talk about uh, effective time management and prioritization a little bit more. So why don't you just go ahead and um, share what you have with us for us for the last section here. Well, so the last thing I want to share with you, Marnie, is um, an exercise to help you save time so you can be more productive. And I share this with clients, and it's very, very effective. 
what you do is you take a good look at how you spend your time each day. You know, most people don't realize how they spend their time. Their days fly by and then they say at the end of the day they didn't get anything done and and they can't believe that they didn't accomplish what they set out to do. So you you want to be able to understand how you're spending your time each day because you want to see where you're wasting time and where you can save some time for important work or uh, for free time so that you can gain more balance in your life. And I believe it's not how much time we have that matters. I think what matters most is how we spend the time we have. So ask yourself these questions. Um, Am I as productive as I could be? And am I spending my time doing the right things? And how can I make better use of my time to save time every working hour? Now, we all have the same amount of time each day. And I believe that there is no other skill as important in life than to learn how to make the best use of our time because in reality, that's really all we have. So will you ever wish that you worked more at the, you know, at the end of your life? Will you have that dying wish? I, gee, I wish I'd worked more. I don't think so. <laughs> Most of us will have wished that we had more time to do the things that we really enjoyed. So I want you to try this time management activity to set aside just one hour during the day where you can keep track of your time. And it's important because I want you to be aware of how you really spend your time during the day. So most people don't know how they spend their time, and this will be an eye-opener for you if you've never done the exercise. So what you do is you get a timer, and I use an iPhone or a smartphone, but you can use just a regular timer, and you set it to 60 minutes, and... um, you can also use an egg timer or a stopwatch. And you you focus on an activity that you've chosen to do within that hour, okay? And then when the timer goes off and the time is up, you write down how you spent the last 60 minutes. And you write down how you spent your time. So but you've got to be important. If this is important, you've got to write down every detail. So what you did for the first 15 minutes and the next 15 minutes and so on. Uh, Did you set an intention at the beginning to complete the activity in 60 minutes? What goals did you plan to complete in those 60 minutes? Did you even set a goal? Uh, What were you thinking about during that hour? It's really important to note your thoughts. And you want to also record your feelings within those 60 minutes while they were passing. So what did you accomplish within the hour? Did you meet your goal? Uh, If you fell short of your goals, what happened? Did you take a phone call or did you get distracted by something or did you allow someone to interrupt you? So you make a note of anything that stopped you from completing your goal. And the reason this is important is because there are things that most likely prevent you from having more time to accomplish what you want. And those things are usually um, things that are distractions or interruptions or ways that you self-sabotage yourself. So, If you didn't finish your goal, how much longer do you think it will take you to accomplish your goal? And this is where you start to estimate a little bit. And then if you really keep track of your time during one hour of any activity, you're going to start to notice that you can save some time. Because if you really focus and you lay out the hour, as, as I've just instructed, you're going to finish what you set out to do. Because if you set an intention at the beginning of the activity to finish within the time you give yourself, you will finish it. It's like I said, making a promise to yourself. Now, I've been using this process 
for years, and it never fails me because I decide what I'm going to do. I set an intention for completing it, and I stay committed to my goal. And now sometimes it might take me a little bit longer than I estimate, but because I turn off distractions, I turn off my telephone and my email alerts, and I turn off my cell phone, um, and I don't allow interruptions, I have a great success rate, and my clients do too, at getting things done. And as you start to use this process, you're going to find that you accomplish your goals early. So you can gain as much as 5, 10, maybe even 15 minutes in an hour. And if you meet your goal early, like you were doing before, you set the timer and you go on to the next project to complete within the next 60 minutes, and you do it again. And if you do this for 8 hours straight, well, you're going to notice that you gain a whole lot of time. Now, realistically, most of us need to take breaks between activities or projects and attend meetings and take time for lunch. But let's say you gain just five minutes out of every hour just by doing this activity. That adds up to 40 minutes, 40 minutes of free time you gained within eight hours. And if you add that up over the course of five days, that's over three hours of free time that uh-huh. you just saved yourself. And that's six and a quarter days a year. That's a week's vacation for most people. So what would you do with an extra six days a year? You know, where can you find an extra five minutes in an hour? Well, some of us, um, we, we spend time in idle conversation because we're waiting to get on to the next task. Or maybe we spend time in meetings when we could easily conduct that time on a conference call or Skype or and, you know, if you're the one conducting the meeting, are you setting a time limit for it? And if you're at your desk all day working on a project, are you really spending all your time at it? Or do you find yourself drifting off and surfing the web and checking social media accounts or your email or procrastinating on important projects or even just reading the news or, you know, getting up to get a snack frequently? And do you allow yourself to be interrupted by phone calls or colleagues who want to pass something by you because you can't say no? And if you travel, how do you spend time between meetings and flights? And when you're at home at night, do you spend your time watching television or are you too exhausted to do anything but go to bed? And in the morning, when you, when you, you know, wake up in the morning, do you spend a little extra time in bed instead of getting some exercise, which would give you more energy and a little time to yourself? You know, We all need downtime, but how are you spending yours? The point of this exercise is that you choose to spend your free time doing the things you really want. And the question you need to ask is, do you just fill up your time with activities that leave you feeling empty? Because time management is a choice, and it's also a skill you can learn. You choose how you spend your time and what you do with it. And and in doing so, you either get the results you want with your time, or you don't. It's it's all up to you. Wow, that's one of the most terrifying <laughs> statistics I ever heard, and it was just two years ago, but it was put out by Fast Company. They had done a, a survey, well, kind of a, a report, an investigation, to find out how long it takes a staff person, a person in an office environment to refocus if they get distracted, so if they have to go to the bathroom, if someone comes in and starts talking to them, if they go get a cup of coffee, whatever, how long does it take to refocus and get back where you left off? And they found that it took 11 minutes on mm, average. Not surprised. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's because once you start doing something off task, you get sucked into other things. You you see something yeah. or you hear something, and it takes you quite a long time to actually wing all the way back around and get back on task. The beauty of the timer is that it's almost like having a boss stand right over the top of you and say, you know, are you really getting, you know, uh, we have a staff, Catherine, I think you do too, and where we, you know, you pay people by the hour for productivity. And when people right. come to work, um, they have a mindset that they, they are working for money and they want to be productive, but nobody feels that more than the boss who's paying the payroll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> payroll, payroll is actually one of the things that will take a business down faster than any other expenditure because it is so incessant. It comes around every time. It just keeps piling up. Um, if you don't get productivity out of those dollars, you go out of business. And so it's really important to a boss that you're working, which is why when I said having a timer next to you is almost like having a boss next to you because you actually in that moment, you own every single minute that you're spending. You realize that every minute has the potential for for value or for just loss. Just it's gone. There's nothing to show for it. So I love that. Love that. And I like to I like to the concept of um setting the timer for an hour and then just seeing where you're at. One of the things that I've found for me is that having a deadline and you've mentioned this I think three times during this program, but having a deadline actually facilitates it maybe doesn't force, but it certainly facilitates higher productivity levels than having no deadline. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, and I also think that uh, you know the other thing that's important is if, if you know the value of your time, that also facilitates greater productivity too. Like you had mentioned before, if you if you know that your time is worth X dollars an hour, then then you're going to be working towards that time to make sure that you get your most important goals done. But if you never take the time to calculate your value, then you might be spending your time doing things that just aren't going to generate the income for you. Uh, and it's the same way with an employee. If you know that some employees are are getting paid more than others, then you want them to be spending their time on the most productive activities. And so that means that, you know, you've got to you've got to make sure that the right people are doing the right jobs at the right time, and that includes yourself. Yeah. In fact, coming out at the other angle, um, as an employer, I am going to pay someone more who gets more work done. Period. Because I can. Because I am actually getting more productivity out of that person. So either they are getting actual more work done in the same hour as someone else, or they're doing work that actually generates more value for the business. Right. And then you're and that, that you know that's the fastest way to get a raise, you guys. <laughs> if you're in a <laughs> if you're in a working environment, is that you get more done than the people around you, or you produce a higher quality of work than the people around you, and you're the one that's going to get the raise and the and the the bump up because as a business owner, we have to look at that. We can't say um, it's all the same and you're all equal. It's not that way. Everything isn't equal, and we have to always be looking at what's producing, what's not producing, and when you bring those same um, that same tenacity, that same uh, want to stay alive, <laughs> drive to your own time management, you're going to really experience some differences there. And and I think what you're going to love the most, and we talked about this a little earlier, is the piece that you have when you really do take charge of your calendar and you really do say, 
I have time to do what needs to get done. I'm not going to do what doesn't need to get done. I'm going to use the extra time for blank. And what is that blank for you? And that's going to be different for every person listening to us, what it is that you want to use that extra time for. And, and I don't encourage you to just fill it up with more stuff because, you know, that, that's, a, that's a criticism, Catherine, that I've heard for time management. It's, oh, so you could get more busy. Well, I always say I'm busy. I'm always busy. Sometimes I'm busy sleeping. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what are you going to use that time for? You're going to use the time for something. You can be busy watching TV. Um, you could be busy doing anything. You're using the time. And it's a wonderful gift. What are you going to use it for? Just love that. Catherine, if somebody goes to your website, um, like I think that you, you have a, uh, as well as your book, Triple Your Time Today, you have a radio show that you host, and I've been on that. so fun. And you Thank also you. have a coaching program that you do. If somebody coaches with you, what, what does that look like? Well, it's, it's, uh, much of it's based on my book, actually. It's 10 strategies and 10 steps to manage your time and accomplish more with your time. And, and I wrote the book and I developed the coaching process to help executives and professionals and business owners to, to prioritize and stay focused and accomplish more with your time and stop bad habits and develop good ones and, and break projects into manageable pieces and, and create systems that really work. So what happens through my coaching and through my book is that you end up and you know knowing at the end of every day that you made progress and and your improved productivity really really sets you apart. Um it helps you the the coaching and the book help you eliminate the stress and the chaos and and organize your time so you can work on important goals and really feel energized and engaged and create the balance, the balance that you deserve in your work and your life. So it's, you know, the, the book is a sort of a mini version of my coaching. The book kind of helps you dip your toe into what I share, and then the coaching basically takes you much deeper into more techniques, more tools, more exercises, strategies, and, and taking a look at your personal issues and, uh, and working on them so that you can uh, feel more fulfilled and have the life that you really want. Awesome. And that's all available, you guys, over at KatherineMcKinnon.com. It's K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-Mc-M-C and then Kinnon, K-I-N-N-O-N.com. Thank you so much for being here, Catherine. Loved it. Thanks, thanks for your time today. Oh, thank you, Marnie. I really appreciate it and hope it was helpful. Okay, it really was. Thank you. And you guys can check that out again at KatherineMcKinnon.com, Katherine-McKinnon.com. And this is Marnie Swedberg, and I'm wishing you a lovely rest of your day. So excited that you could be here with us. And just, um, just a note, too, because we are in the holidays, we will have a show next week, but then we are going to take two weeks off so we can celebrate with our families and I can celebrate with my family as well. So I just wish you in advance a Merry Christmas and we will see you next Thursday. Also, we have one more show before then. And then after that in the new year, we have a whole bunch of new great stuff coming for you, including the new website will be up and rolling by then. So hope you have a wonderful, lovely day. See you next time. Bye-bye.